It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by DraftKings, America's number one fantasy app and Number one sports book app. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL can see the game balls and the helmets that show you all the teams I played for, except for the Browns. Didn't even try to get my helmet there. I was frustrated. I probably should have gotten it, but I was very annoyed that I was getting cut and did not ask for my helmet at that point. Didn't play a regular season game for him. So, I don't. I guess I didn't technically play for them. Anyway, the draft is in the rearview mirror. So what does that mean? That means, number one, the content on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast has been awesome. Monday, Greg Cosell breaking down days two and three after he broke down day one on Friday. Andrew Brandt today going all over the Aaron Rodgers situation. Literally nobody better, as well as some of the fifth-year option stuff. And then yesterday, Steve Fezzik on the Even Money podcast, we went over our bets, and boy, oh boy, did we do well on the 2021 NFL Draft. Now what we need to do, we actually know where these guys are. we got to rank them. we got to talk about them, whether it's for best ball, whether it's for dynasty, whether you just need to know for redraft. We know where these guys are now. What does it mean for them moving forward, especially the guys that we didn't know where they would land? That is why I've got the fantasy gangster. At FG underscore Dolan, he's got the straight brim hat on always to prove it. He's got the Twitter handle. You don't get at FG underscore Dolan unless you are the fantasy gangster, owner of all he oversees. At FantasyPoints.com, where you can and should use the code 21FEAST to sign up for this year. I've already gotten some emails from those of you that have. That is awesome. 21FEAST over at FantasyPoints.com. Joseph, how are you? Oh, I'm well, Ross. It's good to be with you here. It was a, a, a very eventful NFL draft for sure. Um, not as deep a rookie class, I think, in terms of immediate fantasy impact that, uh, that we've had in years past, but certainly, um, some guys who are going to be really intriguing from a 2021 perspective. And, you know, we can talk a little dynasty as well, but I I think a lot of our focus here is going to be on the 2021 season and the upcoming NFL season. Okay. So I think you're right. So today we're going to do quarterbacks and tight ends and, It's interesting, Joe, because we already had a pretty good idea about Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, and we already kind of talked about that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in in the lead up and Ben Standings mock draft and whatever, we didn't talk at all, though, about Trey Lance in San Francisco. Yeah. So number three overall pick goes to a pretty good offensive team. He does have that running component. Joe, but is he going to start game one? Yeah. How many games are he going to start? So what what are we thinking about Trey Lance? 
Well, right now, Ross, I, I just did a run of my best ball rankings, and they're in constant tweak mode right now uh, as we're as we're in, in the first post-draft week. I currently have Trey Lance at quarterback 28 for the 2021 season. That is uh, right below Derek Carr. It is right above Jared Goff, and I, I think I'm ranking him there because of the upside if he does start. Um, I... I I would assume he's probably going to go in that low-end QB2 range, but you look at the upside in in the Kyle Shanahan offense, the weapons that they have in that offense. You got Brandon Ayuk, you have George Kittle, you have Debo Samuel, you have they've got about 39 running backs now because they drafted two of them. Uh two two guys I like. Uh you have Raheem Mostert coming out of the backfield catching passes, Trey Sermon, obviously Elijah Mitchell they drafted, Jeff Wilson was a, a revelation for them last year. Somebody who helped them win uh, some games. As I, more, more so fantasy players had uh, him uh, helping them win games. It's a good spot for Trey Lance, but that's the question right now. Is he going to start? Uh, I would say of the, the, the first-round rookie quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo is the biggest impediment to a rookie for starting. I, I would guess he's better. I would say he's better than Andy Dalton. I would say he's better than Cam Newton. Uh, as you compare him to Justin Fields and as you compare him uh, to Mac Jones. So I think uh, Trey Lance has the biggest impediment in front of him. Certainly the competition level and the lack of experience in college is an impediment for him. I have him at Q to be 28 right now, but I got to tell you, Ross, that you have to take it into account if Kyle Shanahan were to come out tomorrow and say we're trading Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance is our starting quarterback, then he's a top 20 quarterback for the season. And and I, that the way I'm looking at it right now in May is plan for him to play at some point but not the whole season. So really interesting Joe, the one sort of insight I guess I will add there, the one piece of information is not only do I think Garoppolo is probably better than Cam and Dalton, but the Niners are closer to winning a championship than are mm-hmm. the Bears and the Patriots. And they might think with a healthy Jimmy G, they can get back to the Super Bowl. Plus, you know, unlike Fields and Mac Jones, Trey Lance is a lot less experience, right? I mean, one year at the FCS level. So those are the two things I guess I keep coming back to. I guess the flip side is they didn't trade all the way up there to not play him, no. you know? And they didn't trade, like like the Bears traded up, but it was down at 11. The, the, Packer, the Patriots are really interesting. We'll get to that momentarily because they got Mac Jones, but how much did they love him that they didn't feel the need to move up and get him, right? Like, right. it's almost like the Patriots would have been fine if Washington moved up to 14 and took Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that is interesting to note as well. So good point on Trey Lance. What about Justin Fields, Joe? Because this is interesting to me. And yes, I'm not the first person to say it, but part of it reminds me of when the Chiefs went up and got Patrick Mahomes. Matt Nagy was there when they did that. And there's some similarity. What was it, both 11? Maybe he was 12. I don't know. But the point is, is I I just don't believe Dalton's going to be the quarterback very long. You know, they're making some weird moves, Joe. You you cut Charles Leno, your left tackle. 
Yeah. You know, you let you cut Kyle Fuller. They're not really in win now mode as much as I thought they would be in, considering the thought process that Pace and Nagy are on the hot seat. So, uh, Ross, uh, one more thing that I want to talk about before we move on when it comes to Trey Lance's. Do you know the last top five quarterback pick who sat mostly the entire season? Um, Carson Palmer? Uh, he was the guy who last sat the entire season, but I'm thinking more along the lines of Jamarcus Russell, uh, who who started one game as a rookie, and obviously he had a, a holdout that year. Top five quarterback picks play. That's uh, I mean that that's long and the short of, and that's the point you were getting to. Now to move on to Justin Fields, this is this is interesting to me because I think you had to reconcile a little bit Justin Fields' obviously high end skill set. And, and, and I mean, I, 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 even if you were low on Fields, as it seems, the NFL was lower on Justin Fields than the consensus uh, Twitterati. So I'm, um, and and I don't know. The NFL can be wrong. Don't get me wrong, but that still piques your interest a little bit when the NFL is lower on a guy than basically everybody you talk to on Twitter or you see on the television set or things like that, or you listen to a podcast, for instance. So that that was a little bit interesting when it comes to me. I thought it was interesting that two, I would say, quarterback needy teams. Maybe maybe the Panthers don't agree. They have Sam Darnold, but I thought it was interesting that the Panthers. And the, the Broncos, especially, were sitting there with an opportunity to draft them and didn't do it. That they could be, that they are getting criticized for that. They might, that might be one of those moves where we look back in three years and are like, oh my God, these teams are so stupid. But I still have to think about that and say, okay, these teams had the opportunity to make that move and they didn't do it. That being said, the Bears is a decent landing spot. I don't love that they cut Charles Leno. You just mentioned Charles Leno. And, I understand, Bears fans. I, I tweeted out when they did it. I, 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 I put out and said, I don't really get this from the Bears' perspective. Well, of course, Bears fans are going to come in here and say, well, he's not very good. Well, I understand that. But to borrow from Greg Cosell, 64 offensive tackles have to line up each and every week and start in the NFL. And Charles Leno's done that like 93 times in a row. So, you know... Just because the guy isn't Jason Peters doesn't mean that he can't line up and play every week. So I'm a little worried about that. However, you see Allen Robinson there. You've got a, a good running game with David Montgomery. They signed Damian Williams. You have Tariq Cohen coming back from injury. I like Darnell Mooney. I like Cole Komet. They, they do have a little bit. Uh, they're a little thin at those skill position players. But Allen Robinson is a really nice player for Justin Fields to have there as a rookie. And I would take the guess that just because of his talent level, Justin Fields is going to play sooner rather than later. And because I think he's going to play sooner rather than later, I have him ranked higher than Trey Lance on my 2021 board. I have him at quarterback 22 right now. Uh, again, if if uh, Matt Nagy, uh, Ryan Pace were to come out and say, Andy Dalton, you know, we, we took a look at him in training camp and we're going to make the move. Uh, Justin Fields outplayed him. He's going to start week one. Then he's up into the teens. But right now, he's my quarterback 22. He has the highest immediate upside in this draft class, with the exception of Trevor Lawrence. Very interesting, Joe. It's also interesting to me, there are people out there that are losing their hair 
and they're not doing anything about it. And I don't really understand when there's a company like Keeps out there that offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Look, hand up. I am a Keeps customer and have been for a while. If you're watching on YouTube, my hand is raised. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. I take both. My number one recommendation is, first of all, if you're already taking the pill and you're doing the topical solution, do it through Keeps. It's way better to do it through Keeps, number one. Number two, if you're not sure whether or not you should start, you should. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps.com slash feast to reserve, receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash feast to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash feast. All right, that's interesting about Fields, Joe, that you have him higher. Let's get to Mac Jones then. Let's let's get okay. nuts. Let's get to Mac Jones. Well, Mac Jones is somebody who I, I'm going to venture guess. Now, there's super flex. There's deeper best ball drafts. Uh, he's probably going to go undrafted, I would think, in your average uh, draft. I have him at quarterback 34 right now, and there could be some movement there. He's in the, the Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor. Probably have to bump up Sam Darnold a little bit from where I have him because he doesn't look challenged right now. But I have him at quarterback 34 right now. I have Cam Newton at quarterback 35. I expect Mac Jones is going to make more starts than Cam Newton this year. And, I mean... Say what you want about the Patriots. We know what their receiving core looked like last year. We know they went out, and a lot of people are going to say, well, you overpaid for Nelson Aguilar, and you overpaid for Kendrick Bourne, and you got John New Smith and Hunter Henry. You paid these guys two big contracts. I'm not sure what the offense is going to look like. But that being said, the offense does look better. It has a lot more support there than Cam Newton had last year. James White is back coming out of the backfield. So there's a little bit of juice, but... Mac Jones lacks the one thing that we really like from our fantasy quarterbacks these days, mobility. And a rookie quarterback, we saw it with somebody like Jalen Hurts maybe at the end of last season. He might not be seeing the field well as a passer because he's a rookie, but he was able to bail people out for fantasy, bail his team out, bail himself out for fantasy because of his ability to run. Mac Jones does not have that ability, so I don't see a whole lot of fantasy upside for Mac Jones as a rookie. Got it. Okay, so this is interesting because obviously we have folks that listen to us, Joe, that play best ball. We're going to talk more about DraftKings best ball in a couple weeks. We also have folks that play Dynasty. So I want to get your thoughts. Kyle Trask, Davis Mills, Kellen Mond. Are we doing anything with any of them for best ball or dynasty? Um, I guess if you were to say which of these guys has the best chance to get starts this year, it's Mills. Uh, only because the the Texans quarterback situation is an utter debacle right now. We don't obviously the Deshaun Watson legal situation is bearing out. I have him buried in my best ball rankings. Uh, if that matters to people, um, so I think Mills, who ended up being the Texans' first draft pick, has the best chance to start this year. I wasn't thrilled with him. He's got some talent, but that team's a mess. From a dynasty perspective, the guy who interests me the most is Kellen Mond. And and, and I think Kirk Cousins deserves a little bit more respect than he gets um, from, from the average fan. 
Um, but Kellen Mond, in terms of his movement skills, his physical ability, is by far the most interesting of these guys to me. I can't, I see, I can't shake the fact that Kyle Trask was a pick like when the Broncos signed Peyton Manning all the way back in 2013. I can't shake the fact that Kyle Trask is essentially uh, the Brock Osweiler. Remember the Broncos took Brock Osweiler in the second round of that draft? I can't shake the fact that Kyle Trask is that guy. I mean, I, we just talked about Mac Jones's lack of mobility. The guy looks like uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey compared uh, to to Kyle Trask. So uh, I'm I'm not thrilled with Kyle Trask. I didn't really like that pick for the Buccaneers. I guess I understand why they did it. But you can count on one hand how many times the second round, oh, he's the successor to our really good veteran quarterback. You can count on, on one hand the times that second or third round pick works out. But when it comes to Kellen Mond, the movement skills, the physical profile, the similarities physically to Dak Prescott, the similarities anecdotally to Dak Prescott, a multi-year starter in the SEC who got better as the years went on. I think Prescott was a better college player. There was Heisman buzz for Prescott his last year at Mississippi State. But uh, Kellen Mond, I think, has the the physical skills. He has the anecdote, anecdotal support. He has the statistical and the production support. I liked where he landed. This was one of those picks where I I, I – I, I retched when the Bucks took Kyle Trask, and I retched when the Texans took Davis Mills, especially the Texans taking Mills because he was a third-round pick and he was their first pick in the draft. But I liked the Vikings' pick at Kellen Mond. I think he's a high upside backup quarterback and, to me, is by far the most interesting from a dynasty perspective. If you were to pick the guy who I think has the best chance to make starts this year, it's Davis Mills. But Kellen Mond is the most interesting dynasty prospect for me. I would agree with both those, Joe. And I would just say on the Trask thing, I do think, look, if he's going to learn from someone it's that has no mobility, Brady's a good guy to learn. Now, Brady has pocket and mobility. And as well, by the way. Yeah, Arians too, who loves those pocket power. Carson, I mean, Carson Palmer, who are the, uh, of, of guys who are just pure pocket passers with no mobility, I mean, Arians has coached like two of the five great ones in recent years in Palmer and, and Brady. But there, there is a nuance to that game, Ross, as you were about to say with Brady in terms of pocket mobility. Correct. Brady is actually very good in a short area of sliding, shuffling, feeling it, moving around. You said you can count on one hand, Joe. You can count on one finger how many times a year we honor our moms. One time. Mother's Day. And I know you love your mom, Joe. And I know your mom loves you. Did you get her flowers yet? Because if you didn't, you can still go to 1-800-Flowers.com right now. Get her the most beautiful flowers, whether it's roses, lilies, daisies, palms. We were talking about this on the Ross Tucker podcast, Joe. Do you know what a palm is? The palm, like uh, like the palm fronds that you wave at church? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> this is something you can evidently get your mom okay. at 1-800-Flowers.com. A pump. Brian didn't know either. Uh, neither one of us really know what a pump is. But look, that's what the internet's for. To order last-minute Mother's Day bouquets, arrangements, and gifts, maybe even palms. Get her some palms. Get the mom some palms. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon, enter code football. That's 100flowers.com, code football. Are you ready to move on to tight ends, my friend? I absolutely am, Ross. Uh, 
There's not much from a fantasy perspective here, but there's a big boy. There's a big boy that's going to be fun to talk about. Well, and we talked about this a little last week, but we didn't know for sure where he would land. He's going to Atlanta. Kyle Pitts. They appear to be committed to Matt Ryan for the foreseeable future. It also, by the way, seems to feel like, Joe, they're going to trade Julio Jones at some point. You know, there's enough smoke out there that I think it happens. All of that, in my mind, means a lot of targets for your boy Kyle Pitts. Like I, There's almost like, no matter how high you say you have him ranked, I, I, it won't, it won't shock me. Okay, I currently have Kyle Pitts, and and this, uh, I, I, this is subject to change. I have him at seventy nine overall, tight end seven. That and that is very much subject to change because my tight end six is Dallas Goddard, and I have Dallas Goddard as my tight end six on the presupposition that Zach Ertz is going to be either cut or or, or traded. So if Zach Ertz, for some reason, doesn't get out of Philly, Kyle Pitts becomes my tight end six. The the six that I have in front of him right now are, duh, I have Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, Andrews, Hawkinson, and Goddard. Those are the six that I have in front of him. Hawkinson almost certainly because, I mean, he's the number one receiver in, in, in Detroit right now. Um, Goddard, I like in Philly. I think he, the, I, I hear the coaching staff loves him, but Ertz is still there. Kyle Pitts is my tight end seven. And while that might not sound like high enough uh, for uh, uh, an all-time great rookie prospect, I mean, just keep in mind that rookie tight ends uh, above all or is the position where the rookies just tend to not produce. We saw it with Hawkinson. A couple of years ago, he had a monster first game and didn't do anything the rest of the year. So you have these rookie tight ends that struggle to come in and produce right away. Kyle Pitts, the fact that I'm ranking him as a top seven tight end before he even takes an NFL snap, just tells you what I feel about this guy. But I, I reserve the right to change that in the event that, for some reason, Dallas Goddard has extra competition from Zach Ertz that I don't anticipate. The Ertz thing is fascinating because it seems like the Eagles want to trade him, Mm -hmm. but no one's pulled the trigger yet. But there's some teams, I mean, the Jets, the Colts. I mean, there's some teams that could really use a guy like Zach Ertz, Joe. Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, Buffalo, I uh, I had heard, might have been interested. Um, maybe Carolina was a team, but now Carolina drafted a tight end in the third round who's particularly interesting. But there are veteran teams who could use Zach Ertz, and you would expect at this stage Zach Ertz, who's put together a borderline uh, Canton resume at this point, uh, would want to go to a contender. He doesn't want to go to a team that that's on, on, on either the downslide or a severe upslope towards contention. So, all right, that's Kyle Pitts. I do want to ask you, though, about a guy that you know a lot about as a Penn State grad, mm-hmm. and I do as well, watching every snap of football Penn State plays, and that's Pat, don't call me Freermuth, Franco, Friermuth. Yeah. The tight end from Penn State. I, it, it still bothers me. I was on Pittsburgh radio this morning, Joe, like – Franco, like, that's the only time Fryermuth will ever be drafted. And they butcher his name. And then, by the way, he's a Penn State alum. Like, has he never heard them, the announcers say Fryermuth? What are um, we doing, Joe? What are we doing? Uh, P- Franco's, Franco's focus at Penn State is on some 
things that you know. Uh, anyway, I, uh, this is not the Ross and Joe talk about Franco Harris podcast, but I'm sure we can talk about Franco Harris for a while. Um, People but, are comparing him to Heath Miller. Yes, that's a great coach. Self what, I think that's actually fair as a receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not Heath Miller as a blocker, and, and maybe that maybe that um, that that is something that advances in Friar Moose game. Ross for this season. Um, he is the only, uh, he's only the second of rookie tight end that I have in my top, uh, that I have in my top 250 overall. He's my tight end 36. Um, and, and only because Eric Ebron's still there and he's a very good receiver. I expect they'll play some 12 personnel, but you look at that and say, well, why would they play 12 personnel when they're so deep at wide receiver? I have, I have Fryermuth right now as a pure backup to start the season and, you can't really get excited about that guy for fantasy. However, Eric Ebron's an impending free agent. So Pat Fryermuth is actually my tight end 16 in Dynasty. I think he's a good player. I don't know if he's ever going to be a game changer for fantasy. You know, you talk about Heath Miller. The guy's revered in Pittsburgh, but he was never, he was a good fantasy tight end, but he was never a game changer. I kind of feel like that's where Fryermuth is going to fall in in his career. Could play 10 years in the league, might never catch more than 60 passes, but probably somebody who could, who goes out there each and every Sunday and earns respect to his fan base. Tight end 16 for me for dynasty. Good prospect, not an exceptional one in the way Kyle Pitts is. All right, so as we're talking about jobs and the Steelers basically giving Friar Muth the number two tight end job, I want to make sure everyone knows about LinkedIn jobs. By the way, literally while we're doing the show, I got a LinkedIn message from a guy. I need I need to get it linked out uh, for, <laughs> for certain people. I need LinkedIn for their jobs. Dude, think about this, okay? Fortunately, right now, I don't need a job. However, I do from time to time need to hire people. Everyone you know is on LinkedIn. 740 million professionals are on LinkedIn. So why not post your job at the place where literally everybody is? LinkedIn jobs can help you hire the right person for whatever role you got. And I know it's hard to get people right now. Your first job post is free, which is nice. You get to explore it. Give it a try. Just visit linkedin.com slash feast. Again, that's linkedin.com slash feast to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. My only question, Joe, about Fryermuth, okay, is, you know, everybody and their brother wanted the Steelers to draft an offensive lineman there. Yes. And instead they took Fryermuth. So mm-hmm. we talk a lot about draft capital and what it means for a team's commitment and or plan for a guy. Your guy, Scott Barrett, goes back and watches every press conference to get a feel for what they think. You know, the Steelers could have taken an O-lineman there. They took Fryermuth. So I don't know if that's more to do with how they feel about him or Ebron or whatever, but – it, it was clearly important to them, Joe. Yeah, and I what I think it was was probably them sticking to their board for better or worse. You know, I had Steeler fans. I, I have, a, again, as a Penn State guy, I'm, I'm very close friends with a lot of Pittsburgh fans, even though I'm a southeastern Pennsylvania guy. Um, and everybody, they were all saying, uh, our guy Tom Brawley, who we've had on the feast, was like, he, he thought they should have taken the alignment in the first round over Najee Harris. And they thought for sure. They're taking one in the second. And, of course, all the Penn State guys in my group chat were like, oh, all right, it's Friar Move. Yeah. 
but they still came out of this draft a little bit thin on the offensive line. I really like the center they took, Kendrick Green, uh, out of Illinois. I like him, but that is a little bit of an impediment for me, and we will talk about Najee Harris likely next week, but that's a little bit of an impediment to me for getting as excited about this offense as I would like to, especially as it comes to Najee Harris, because I would have liked to see a lot more draft capital invested in the offensive line uh, from Pittsburgh's perspective. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks where we get into the running backs and wide receivers. I mean, heck, wide receiver might have to be two episodes. I don't know. I mean, there, yeah, there's, there's a lot, lot of wide receivers. Uh, the running backs, interesting. I mean, I, I am – for this the Eagles to get Gainwell in the fifth round. I mean, we'll talk about next week, but, yeah. man. Because I also – Joe, i got to ask the Eagles this. You know I do their preseason games. I am curious as to whether or not Gainwell gets a shot – at some slot receiver reps. Yeah, I think he you will. You know, Greg Ward gets some and Gainwell gets some. It's going to be very, very interesting. Make sure you follow Joe on Twitter, please, at FG underscore Dolan, the fantasy gangsta. Then, if you haven't already, fantasypoints.com. Use the code 21FEAST. It's awesome. I mean, everybody's there. The guys you've had on recently, we've had on Graham Barfield, Scott Barrett, Greg Cosell, John Hansen. They're all there. If fantasy football is important to you, and if you listen to the show or watch it, it is, go there. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. We will have all the winners tomorrow on a Ross Tucker football podcast. Next week, RBs, and we might have to do a doubleheader of wide receivers. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're finished. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it by the way if what i was talking about included a deposit bonus doesn't always sometimes it does deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit 